Alright. Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Beast Wars podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. And I'm David. And today we are answering The Call of the Wild. Oh. Uh, written, written by my dear old Uncle Jack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Jack, Jack, yeah, yeah. Not, not, not actually related. Not no, in fact, this episode was written by Bob Forward. Huh. Proving that not all of Bob Forward's work is a winner. Oh. Mm. The, the premise isn't a winner, but it's got a lot of good, it, it's got a lot of, it's got a lot of good parts that just don't really necessarily make up to a whole. That's yeah, good. it's fine. Really <laughs> delightful moments. The plot is there, and I'm going to rant later. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll get to problems. So we open on a cheetah, but he's not cheetah because he's got red eyes, like uh, one of the various variants of the toy. That was the the first one, and I <laughs> uh, actually I think I, the first I one was the blue eyed. Well, huh? I think it was blue eyed, then red eyed, and That's then green eyed. Right. It was the blue eyed, and then the red eyed, which I didn't buy because I didn't like the red eyes, and then I got the green eyed one later. Really, well, I just thought the- cheetah had gotten into the wacky tabacky. Yeah, it looked a little too fierce for the adorable little cheetah friend. Yes, and he, he's chasing some antelopes around. And sadly, this is this does not mean we're getting a new antelope character uh, in this episode. Aww, we do get animal teases in this episode. Yes, yeah. we get a bunch of new animal models, which is kind of neat. Yeah. So he's chasing these around. The ground breaks up. He falls into lava, and oh, it's a dream. It's cheetah oh. having a dream. Huh? Oh, does this mean it's a prophetic dream? It's Kitty having a dream. It kind of is, because he's having this dream before he really should. Hmm. Do you think his legs were twitching like while he was yes. dreaming? Yes. Oh. So good, Does Kitty jumping think. headlong into a lava pit count as doing something stupid if it's only happening in a dream? It's it's a dream. It doesn't really I'm going to say it doesn't count. Unless it's really, really, really stupid. I would say it doesn't count because, like, the ground just sort of opens up under him. He doesn't yeah, that's true. run just, into the lava pit. That is a geologically unstable jungle. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's psychologically unstable. <laughs> I, I like the idea of a psychologically unstable jungle. Uh, so, yeah, he wakes up and they're under attack from the Predacons. <gasps> oh, no! As they and, are often. Yeah. And Cheetor is so zonked out from his dream that he doesn't even remember to transform, and then when he does, Dinobot has to drag him outside by the scruff of his neck. Uh, I like love that. It was so good. I love yeah. that he gets scruffed. Yeah, but he, he just forgets to maximize. He's like, he's gotten so used to his beast mode that he sleeps in it, which should be a thing that happens after this episode. No. Well, I think they all sl- I think they already slept in their beast modes. I'm we saw Primal just chilling out, you know, reading a book and in his beast mode. Well, he does have thumbs in his beast mode. So. That's true. Yeah. And he only really needs to leave his for weaponry. Yes. Weaponry or flying. I suppose. 
Oh, and, and thus begins the quotable lines of this episode. Rat Trap says, don't get your bananas in a bunch to primal. <laughs> and then he suggests that Cheetor's polka dots go clear through to his brain. <laughs> oh, yes. yes. Yeah. I like that we've, we've, I mean, I, I've probably mentioned this before, but it just reminded me so much watching the earlier episodes that there comes a point in the series where everyone just accepts and acknowledges that Cheetor is an idiot. Yeah. Because early on, it just seems like they're all like, oh, Cheetor, and now they're like, damn it, Cheetor. (laughs) He's not going to mature until, like, Beast Machine, so don't get uh, your hopes up. He doesn't even hit puberty until season three. Uh, Yeah, that... If anything, he gets dumber then. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hormones, you know? Yeah. Oh, hey, hey, there's this guy who, uh, you know, he's half eagle and half wolf, and he throws missiles. I'm going to hit relentlessly on his girlfriend. This is a great idea. His his former <laughs> bad guy, poisonous girlfriend. Excellent yes. idea. Wait, what? <laughs> Admittedly, <laughs> she is the only woman on the planet, but anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah, at that point. Yeah, that's weird. Anyway, that's so, right. uh, we get a pretty good action sequence here, uh, in which Scorponok is just a total boob in this episode. Well, yeah. he's, he's usually a total boob, but it yeah, is... Not a great change. Pretty notable here. And up to up to now, he's sort of been like Pat Hingle as Commissioner Gordon in those Tim Burton Batman movies, and now he's Pat Hingle as Commissioner Gordon in Batman and Robin. <laughs> <laughs> he's just showing up in his pajamas and bumbling around. <laughs> derp, derp, derp. We do get the great Scorponok scream a couple of times in this episode, though. Yeah. Yes. Maybe Tron the best thing about Scorponok. Yeah. He does have a damn good scream. Yes. Anyway, this is not just a random Predacon attack. Uh, and in fact, we see Pterosaur and Waspinator trying to steal what appears to be the Maximal's ice cream maker uh, from their roof. Yep. Megatron well, has to yeah. blow up a set of cannons to expose it first, which makes me wonder, don't they have a shield thing that's supposed to stop those? Yeah. I guess it goes down if you shoot it enough. That's possible. Anyway, they get away with the ice cream maker. Uh, Ares shows up. Because she's on the show now. Yeah. And yes, that ice cream maker thing, it does look really cool. Yeah. Tarantulas get spun around by Dinobot like he's in the Oh, car. yeah. The giant swing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he just ends up sliding slowly down a rock face. Yeah. Look, Megatron's nephew is having a birthday party. <laughs> they need that ice cream maker. <laughs> yeah, they, they gotta put it in the freezer overnight for it to work. Yeah. It's so really on a time frame here. Yeah, it's very important. Yeah, so Air Razor shows up because she's on this show now. Yeah. And she I mean, they forgot that uh, Inferno's on the show now. They didn't. He shows up later, but he's, he's certainly yeah. not here. Yeah, I guess he, they have to leave somebody at the base. No, he, he didn't. No, well, he's not here at the beginning. He, Inferno's like only in maybe four shots in the entire episode, no lines. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, wait, we created a new character last episode. We should add him in in the background. Uh, and Jim I mean, Burns is busy doing an episode of Highlander. I mean, it could be one of those things where they just, you know, hadn't... They drafted the script without having a firm decision on what order they were going to be in, so... Yeah. And this one, Air Razor actually is kind of crucial to the plot. Yeah. yeah she's crucial, she's but, awesome. but, like, Inferno being an afterthought and Tarantulas kind of being just... Another bumbling guy. It's it does mm. sort of feel like this might be out of order. 
Yes. But it's a DVD order, so it's the right. Yeah, no, and I mean, this is definitely when it, it, this is definitely an airing order. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, but like script writing stage. Yeah, that, I'm not sure. Writing. Yeah, so she gets pretty messed up. Primal gets pretty messed up. There's a pretty neat aerial sequence here. Yeah. It's, it's neat, but I'm really curious how Air Razor can actually hold Primal up in the air like that. That seems. Yeah. Well, the answer is she can't in this episode. Well, I suppose. Well, yeah. It's, to be honest, it's kind of hard to understand how most of the flyers operate in their flight mode in robot mode anyway. Yeah, it, I mean, there was I mean, that point where Except, Trap and Pterosaur were falling at the same rate, and yeah. then Pterosaur was just sort of flying without actually flapping, and physics yeah. is just, just, shh, shh, no physics. Yeah, because, well... Primal Primal has his prime jets, so at least we see that. But yeah. Pterosaur and Air Razor, when they're in robot mode, you don't see that. I mean, they seem to, and even in beast mode, they seem to fly. They just sort of hover and defy physics. Yeah. Physics Eater, really isn't the show's strong suit. I'm going to say no. anti-gravity. I'm going to yeah. say my, my no prize is... Anti-gravity. Anti-gravity. Yeah. I was going to say a wizard did it. <laughs> that works, too. The Vok did it. A wizard cast anti-gravity on them. Perfect. There we go. Everybody's happy. So yeah, Air Razor is messed up enough that they have to load her into the uh, CR chambers, and uh, Rannox has something to tell everybody, but before he can do so, everybody starts getting overloaded with Energon inside the base. <gasps> That's not the, supposed to happen. The thingy was important. Yes, it yeah, turns that out that ice Im- cream maker was actually their rectifier coil, which is the thing that stops the Energon from getting in the base. In addition to providing them with delicious rocky road whenever they want. That's right. Which seems like a massive error that it's kind of on the outside of the ship. I think I said it's it's like an air conditioner, right? It's got to be on the outside so it can send the Energon out, question mark. Yeah, but having it so easily accessible from the outside seems weird. And only having one for a ship that size... It's like a problem, but whatever. That that's the MacGuffin of the episode. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I can buy it. It's yeah, you know, you, you're not expecting this ship to normally be a base, you know, uh, against a hostile enemy force. It's like an exploration ship. Yeah, it has a ton of guns, research. but okay. I'm sure they always. Have, I mean, it's a good idea to you know have a ton of guns. Blow up asteroids or whatever. They're transformers. Even their dedicated scientists have shoulder-mounted missile launchers. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Wow, actually, a lot of the original scientists in G1 had missile launchers on their shoulders. That's weird. <laughs> and yet true. <laughs> so, yeah, they're just going to have to spend all their time in beast mode. Which seems like it should be fine. Well, it turns out it's oh. not. Uh, as we we'll learn later... For reasons, yeah. it's it's one of those things that raises a series of questions. Yes. Yeah, it only raises further questions it's about the nature of, especially because, and I guess this is getting slightly ahead, but later on, Megatron makes some comment that makes it sound like this is only a maximal problem, which yeah. will be a bit of a continuity error, as we'll discuss. And yeah. he uses the word postulates. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You get good vocabulary words out of kids' shows, I'm telling you. Yeah. Uh, Tarantula's got him one of those word-a-day calendars for uh, his birthday. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And Scorponok got the barge that somehow vibrates when Megatron hits his own chair. 
<laughs> so <laughs> good. It's so nice when they cut to, to the, the Predacon base and Megatron's pontificating in his chair and everybody else is on their little floaty boards in the background. And then just Megatron just tosses the ice cream disc over his shoulder at Scorponok, who fumbles it. Which, you know, surprise Megatron, he doesn't have hands. <laughs> The returning thing of one of my favorite things is Scorponok being adorable in their base. Yeah. And then eventually he just drops it. Yes. And then everybody has a hearty laugh, except for Black Arachne, who's, uh, she's just not happy. Yeah, but she she's still there. It, again, she's hanging out with everybody else, except Tarantulas is off somewhere, who knows. But she's still one of the gang. It Well, okay, it's not really that big of a change since all the times Pterosaur has tried to take over and failed and just showed up back in the next episode. <laughs> yes. Everything normal. But... I think at this point, Megatron just doesn't take offense. Yeah, he, he kind of can't have... Doesn't, if he did, he'd only be left with two guys. And the they would be... dumbest interested. guys. It's just oh. going to happen. Don't yeah. we eventually get it established that he's not offended by the treachery, he's just offended when it's incompetent? Yeah, I, yeah, I but think that, that that's like way, way later. <laughs> we actually get confirmation of that. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> so back at the uh, back at the maximal base, everybody is super tired. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is at least the good part of Megatron's plan. His ice cream bit is kind of weird, but it forces them into beast mode all the time, and then constantly having a series of small attacks against the maximal base. So they can't fall asleep, so their their sleep schedules are messed up, so they get paranoid and wonky. That's an idea, but... Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's a decent enough plot, although I think... Is this the first time we've really talked about Transformers needing, like, sleep? Uh, um, yeah, it's not I, something that I, comes up much. Well, and usually it's, you know, oh, I've got to recharge or something. But yeah, no, this well, is like we're well, actually sleeping and having dreams. Yeah, the, the rest cycles have at least come up in this show. I Did they come up in G1? I don't remember. Uh, they had to recharge <laughs> in, like, booths. Yeah. Some episode. But, but, but I, I don't think they ever said that they sleep. Yeah, explicit sleep is, like, solidified here. Mm-hmm. Although that might be because they have beast modes that that's happened. Hmm. They have organic Maybe. parts, so they have to rest, or the organic-ish parts. Rest so as the organic parts would require. Maybe. So many questions. I mean, they do generate more organic than we thought. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, Primal's dreaming of being an ape, <laughs> oh, uh, swinging through the jungle. Dreams. It reminded me of Japan, the, the Japanese... Okay. To anyone who doesn't know, and I'm sure there's information about this on the wiki, the Japanese translation of Beast Wars was ridiculous. Oh, and they yeah. had something that ha- they had this whole fixation on Optimus Primal and bananas. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what it it made me think of was stupid Takara. Yeah, they Wars. they made it more comedic. To be honest. To be fair, there is comedy and slapstick in this show a lot. Yeah. They just cranked up the dial to turn it into verbal comedy a lot, which... Japanese Beast Wars is the Samurai Pizza Cats of localizations going in the opposite direction that Samurai Cats <laughs> went. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. I, I was going to say, what's up, Tiger Lily, but I think you're closer. <laughs> so, 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 yeah, that's what this put me in mind of, was Japan and Optimus with bananas. What it put me in mind of was a 
Mainframe really deserved credit. Doom got a lot of kudos in 2005 for doing a first-person action sequence, but here Beast Wars did it already. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah of course, and using mostly fisheye lens for the first-person shots, which is kind of weird, swinging in this pitch-black jungle with some ferns or trees. It's pretty good. And, and speaking of Mainframe, somebody there definitely bought a 101 Jungle Noise CD. Oh, and yeah. they definitely oh, yeah. got their money out of it this uh, episode. Yeah. Yes. They put that to good. Yep. All the jungle sounds. Yeah, everybody's having some trouble. Uh, rat Trap is, you know, a tiny rat, so he with little short limbs, so he can't reach anything. I'm sure Rhinox is having trouble not actually having hands. Not being able to do a yep. damn thing. For him, that seems really frustrating. Yeah. Yes. Because everybody else at least has the pretense of sort of fingers. Yeah. Rhinox kind of has stumps. Big footy stumps. Yes. Yeah. Primal and Rat Trap almost get into a fight here because they're going all animal and, you know, it's gorilla versus rat and I guess gorillas hate rats. Giant Sumatran rats, you know, you gotta be careful. (laughs) Rhinox breaks it up with a temper tantrum. Yep. And when Rhinox tells you to do something, you do it. Yeah. (laughs) Obviously. Even when he's half insane rhinoceros. Yes. And then Rhinox lampshades, oh, why doesn't Tigatron have this problem? Yeah. yeah. I, I like that they're like, well, Tigatron must have dealt with this. And I'm thinking, yeah, what what with his secret double life of <laughs> banging a tiger. Which then makes you wonder, why didn't the Predacons think of this? Because, I mean, they know that Tigatron lives outside. He's an outdoor cat. Yeah. And so he's got to be in beast mode all the time. They don't yeah. necessarily know that. I mean, they, and we saw, uh, Wasmater and, Ter- and Pterosaur attacking his, uh, yeah, his, his, uh, his home <laughs> back in the trigger. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. And, you know, whenever they attack the maximal base, he's never there. So I figured they must have some idea. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe yeah, anyway, they don't but... know just how far gone Tigatron is. Yeah. Yes. Not that much. He, he's out of the picture. They're, they're focusing on everybody else who's normal. Well, who's usually normal, but is now going totally animal crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So the Predacons leave, and it's time for everybody to sleep. Yeah. Oh, and we get I know about curled up sleeping is the best. Yes. So he's so cute. He's snoo- sleeping nose to anus. It's, it is kind of <laughs> cute, but it, it kind of looks like he's sleeping in a hallway, because I guess he hasn't decorated his room. Well, we haven't seen the one decoration in his room in that shot. <laughs> maybe he just maybe he does like sleeping in the hall. Maybe, maybe. he's rolled up under the blanket, which is also him. <laughs> and, oh, and we get a nice wide shot of uh, Primal's captain's quarters, which is big and has globes and things. Yep. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty great. And he's certainly twitching in his sleep and making Gary Chalk ape noises. <laughs> oh, so many great Gary Chalk ape noises in this episode. He twitches so much that. Between the first shot of him, he has a dream, and then a, a shot of him again, he's turned completely, like, 180 degrees around in bed. I guess he's down with the feet now. Yep. He should just be on his back with his legs up oh. in the air and his arms. Hey, his dream is really good, too, because it has, like, scary Halloween cat eyes in the forest. Yeah. <laughs> Scooby-Doo eyes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and this is where the Animal Noise CD gets massively overused. Oh, yeah. So many animal noises. They love their animal noises. And then we also see Dinobot's dreams of hunting the world's teensiest Parasaurolophus. Yeah! So good! So little! So Parasaurolophus. I think it's it's gotta be like a juvenile. Yeah. 
But but yeah. it should Plus, have a bigger end. Velociraptors aren't that big. No, I mean, well, he's kind. He's like a Jurassic Park Velociraptor, so he's yeah. like person sized. Yeah, he's bigger than he should by all rights be. Well, the size of the, the animals are not quite right. We have to kind of assume that Primal is a gorilla sized gorilla and base everybody well, else well, around. Well, we know Cheetor is a cheetah sized Cheeto because we've seen him next to actual cheetahs. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. And Tigertron is a tiger-sized tiger, but right. everybody else is sort of... <laughs> because of his unnatural relations. <laughs> you know, Sorry, Ratchet yeah. is a monstrously huge rat. I assume Rhinox is a slightly smallish rhinoceros. Uh, yeah. I'm really disappointed we didn't see either of their dream sequences. Yeah, was, yeah. I, I guess rhinos are mostly kind of docile, so it'd just be a bunch of him eating grass. Oh, uh, I would love that, though, Sniffing but flowers. I guess that wouldn't be very exciting. That would be great, but... I'd, Rat Trap was I the one I really wanted to see. Yeah. <laughs> all, all the, all the gray apple the budget you can for that. <laughs> one gray apple that's like, he's only as tall as the stem. Ah, <laughs> so good. So good. So good. But yeah, alas. And yeah, and then, but no time for that, because it's time for everybody to wake up, and they're all just feral animals now. And well, Oh, yeah. This is the thing, I, they're not... Like, it doesn't seem like they're entirely awake. It seems like they're half-sleepwalking. Well, I think doesn't... Uh, oh, Megatron says something about them. They're sleep-something. Yeah. Sleep-scurrying or something. Yes. Yeah, they're not fully conscious. that Their animal self is awake, and their robot self is still kind of taking a nap. Mm. And they're not walking around. the animators here, they all have distinct, distinctly different body language in these animal states than they oh. normally do. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Also, they did I mean, a good job on taking low to the ground shot choices and Dutch angles everywhere. Yeah, you know, Primal's knuckle walking instead of doing what he normally does, which is just walking around like a dude. <laughs> <laughs> Rat trap is really jumpy. Ah, it's pretty uh, great. Yep. Also, we get so many shots of Optimus's ass. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. And his little tailbone wiggling between his butt. So much ape ass in this episode. <laughs> Ugh. So yeah, the, uh, the the prey is on the move. It's time for the predators, in this oh. case, the predacons, and they're hunting. Yeah, th- this so episode good. isn't the best, but it's worth it for Megatron, the big game hunter. Oh yes, yes. oh it's yeah. hunting party of predacons. He's got a rifle. He's got uh, tarantulas and scorpionot carrying him on an actual litter. Yeah, yes, the, the flyers and all got- flying around and and. Black Arachne is beating on a tiger skin drum. Oh, oh yes. drum I almost got the drum. At first, I was like, "Why is Black Arachne resigned to beating the drum?" And then I saw, "Oh, everyone else who doesn't fly is carrying Megatron's share. That's exactly what she'd be doing instead." Yeah. Yep. I'll like, beat the drum. I'm not him. And he, and he, Tarantulas does not seem to be enjoying this. <laughs> no. Does, no. Does Tarantulas actually have lines in this episode? I could yes. just see Tarantulas. Oh, he has just lines when uh, Dinobot's swinging him around. Oh, yeah, I guess. I can see Tarantulas just being, like, super. Uh, just resigned to this. Yeah, like, like, whatever. And is just super happy. I'll, I'll play along yes. this time so I can do my shit in the corners next or a few episodes from now. I'm imagining Tarantulas just going. Really? You couldn't have asked not to make this thing? You had to make me do it? I mean, I know I have the collection of bones sitting in my cave, but yeah, really, that, I'm saving this for later. That's kind of the thing. They had to kill, like, like elephants and white tigers to build this litter. 
Did he just send them out to the Predacons out to go pick up this stuff? Or I, I, I assume the Tarantulas had already just eaten all of these animals. Or someone. Well, we, we, know, we know Dinobot is at least carnivorous. It, well, we know Pterosaur is carnivorous. Yeah, so it kind of makes sense. I don't sense see anybody that, here other than Tarantulas maybe eating an elephant, though. <laughs> Megatron. M- Megatrons have a history of harassing elephants. This is true. <laughs> This is true. <laughs> he, he probably did. He, like, one of his previous plans failed. He got mad and on the way walking back to the base. Oh, there's an elephant. I'm going to tear it to shreds. And spoilers for next week's episode, we do know there are elephants around. Yeah. Well, because they bought the CD with the elephant sound on it. Yeah. <laughs> they paid good money for those stock well, Track effects. 17 elephant noises. Yep. Yeah. So so this this is the first shot of Inferno we get, and he's just sort of buzzing around, flying with with his butt blender thing. So good, that butt blender. The toy, I'm telling you, there's a button on the toy that made it do that. I, I believe it's around this time that Megatron mentions that this is all due to his research into maximal programming. Yeah, because apparently maximals are prone to this sort of... It It is, like I said, it's one of those things that raises a whole lot of questions about like... What the difference what, between a Maximal and a Predacon really is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know. for starters, we know that one of the Maximals is not a Maximal. Yeah. Dinosaur yeah. doesn't have Maximal programming, and yet he's also going all dinosaur crazy. Well, making yourself transform by saying Maximize instead of Terrorize changes a lot. Apparently. And, ah. and the, the, the Maximal core consciousness, whatever the hell that is, is brought up in a few minutes. Which oh, is, I'm gonna complain yeah? so much when we get there. Okay, we'll we'll get <laughs> yeah. when we get to that. So yeah, they're hunting, and Ares or picks this time to wake up and finds that you know everybody's gone except for Tigatron, who got there a little late. Yeah, and you know they've got the base to themselves now. I'm <laughs> I'm just saying. I I, like, I think I things should have been going in a different direction for a little bit there. I mean, I guess. Well, no, Tigatron's not gonna there. cheat on Snowstalker. I guess that's true. Snowstalker hasn't died yet. Oops, spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, but Megatron was talking to the camera a lot. He was. Yeah. yeah. He was playing it well, up. Who else was he gonna talk to? He's a loner. Sure. He probably just talks to the camera in air quotes like all the time. I mean, yeah, if this if this was being made today, Megatron would take selfies constantly, wouldn't he? <laughs> Oh, the most active Instagram account on prehistoric not Earth. Yes. He keeps taking pictures of the elephants he's about to eat. <laughs> oh, he's a T Rex. He, he yeah. could eat elephants. Yeah. I love Waspinator and Pterosaur here too. Oh yes. Waspinator loves it when his prey doesn't shoot back, and for uh, for Pterosaur, hunting from the air with automatic weapons. Now that's a sport. That original that, Sarah Palin. That was, a, <laughs> that was a good line. I just yep. like I said, it's the premise of the episode was not great, but the details and that that was one yeah. of the details. So good. So yeah, Tigatron, so Air Razor's out. Tigatron's uh, there. They've both got stuff to do. Start off with uh, Air Razor, who's got to get their ice cream maker back from the Predacon base, who thankfully did not leave anybody home. Yeah, that that seems like a massive oversight. Well, they probably didn't think they'd need to, you know, they probably didn't think anybody was cognizant enough to 
They're, they're yeah, I, best I, hope, but still, you, you want to leave at least one of the idiots behind. Leave the new guy behind. Yeah. I, I guess I, they did at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Scorponok, are they all accounted for? One, two, three. Number after sure. three. Yeah, they're all accounted for. <laughs> well, you can only count to four with his fingers. Claws. Uh, Anything above four, it's like many. Well, it's definitely, uh, there are definitely more than four of them out there, so I think we're good. <laughs> That's close enough. Yeah, Airazor's going to the uh, Predacon base. She's going to steal their ice cream maker back. Uh, she makes a very clever double literary reference uh, here. She she stoops to conquer. That's which, a double literary reference? Well, it's a reference to She Stoops to Conquer, which is a play from 1773. Oh, okay. And a stoop is specifically the dive of a bird of prey. Oh, I I thought it was just she said swoops wrong. No. Nope. No, that would make you Ben Yi, which would make yeah. you Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> would make you wrong. Okay, I still that, reference. Seriously, that line was the subject of some debate on Alt Toys Transformers back when this aired. Uh, just seems weird wording to me. Her approach oh. is super cool right up until the point where she uses a sonic boom to take out the auto turrets and in the process shatters my suspension of disbelief. Aww, but she's just that great because she's yeah. Air Razor. I'll I'll take that as a valid counter argument. The the sonic <laughs> boom came so far behind her is sort of the problem. Should have been a little bit closer. Yeah. Oh, Unless that. she was going like Mach three. Meanwhile, Tigatron is hypnotizing the Maximals. <laughs> Although, uh, in fact, um, Peregrine Falcons can break the the sound barrier. Yeah. Ah. In a dive. Uh, I, yeah. Wow. I did not realize that. Yeah, it's crazy. Consider me corrected. Yeah. I mean, it's still kind of ridiculous, but it's it's cool enough that I can buy it. Yeah. And yeah, Tigertron is being super zen here. It's this is weird. He's looking them in the eyes and doing weird things with his pupils, and he's he's dominating them basically. He's <laughs> doing an an animal domination thing. He read the psionics supplement and finally understood those rules in second edition. <laughs> If this if this was being made in 2015, he'd be doing the uh, the, the Chris Pratt Jurassic World pose. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he, he absolutely was doing that with them. If this was being made in the 70s, he'd be dressed up as a clown and spinning a pretty coin of gold. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, somehow he remotely accesses their programming. Yeah, in the yes. What yeah. the hell? That's... What in the hell? That really makes me wonder if they just all have the ability to hack each other, just, you know, built and in. How, yeah, and how is Rattrap not doing this to perform pranks on Dinobot? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a very valid question. Well, Why does Tigatron yeah. have root access to people's personalities? I, yeah. I, not, I think that's a valid question. I, I think it's just to, to connect to each other. It doesn't seem like he's actually rewriting anything. It just seems like he's accessing... Your subconscious or something? Like we're on the same brain LAN or but, something? But yeah, but but maximal core <laughs> consciousness, what the hell does that even mean? And Dinobot doesn't have one! Well, we know the core <laughs> consciousness. That's like uh, when in Fallen Comrades they access uh, Optimus Primal's floaty Zordon head. <laughs> uh, uh. That's the but best it's just, part. 
it's it's very weird, but it amounts to basically Tigatron has become a hippie cult leader. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he has. I mean, okay, the whole bonding with your bees mode is fine, but when he breaks out the flavor aid, do not drink it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but he he has a good speech about getting in touch with your animal side. You should be both. And, and effectively, the seeds of the future are laid here, in a yeah, way. Yeah, to, you know, to tame the beast within, you must... What was it again? Oh, you try to a lie buried in the past? Yeah, no, there, there was a different... Uh, let's see. Oh. Yeah, to to to. Uh, to unleash the warrior within, you must tame the beast without. Oh. Yeah, that that's without what? <laughs> <laughs> you know. But yeah, that that that's a germ that's of an idea that will pay off way way later. In the meantime, they all just say programming block deleted and are suddenly competent again. Yeah, yes. and, then, yeah. and then, Tiger, then Tigatron has a good speech. I do like it when I'm suddenly competent again. <laughs> I, I believe for most people that's just uh, having coffee. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Tigertron has a speech. Do not fight your beast instincts, both in battle and in peace. But for now, let us maximize and slag some butt. <laughs> like, he's all peaceful, and then he's like, I want to slag somebody. What? It's a real oh. I must kill you because God told me to moment for Tigertron. <laughs> it is. Yep. And I always enjoy those. Yeah. Meanwhile, Air Razor is out Indiana Jonesing Indiana Jones in the Predacon base. Yeah, uh, and it's just on a pedestal like that, you know, fertility idol. Why are they keeping this? Because they, I, because Megatron's nephew <laughs> is having a birthday party. I mean, we, we, fit, I mean, they must have one. Yes. I it's mean, I guess it's always have, nice to have a spare. It's always nice to yeah. have a spare, and after you kill the Maximals, hey, we got a free extra base. That's well, fair enough. Maybe. You never you know. You at least, you know, put it in a closet. <laughs> yeah, a locked closet. I know, okay, you've got your one dinky laser gun looking after it. <laughs> yep. Well, maybe that's all they had time to set up. But yeah, deleting this programming block seems kind of too easy for the way the problem is presented in this episode. Yeah. yeah. It's, and, and like, it seems like something they never would have thought of, but why wouldn't you, really, if it's, that's the problem? That's a valid question. It, it's like, well, oh, why don't you just take down the partition in your hard drives? Let's give us a good reason why that would destroy the computer under normal circumstances. Yeah. Which I accidentally did once, and that, that was a mistake. Good job. <laughs> anyway, everybody's uh, back to being a person, and it's time to fight. And, and it's a five... good fight. Yeah, but before that, we have five transformations on screen at the same time. That's yeah. a new record. That's Fancy. Yeah, that's cool. That's, that's a lot of computer we can better. Resources. Yes. We got a new computer. They got to try it out. Yep. I think they were doing better textures on Megatron this week, too. I did notice that. On his, his robot mode head, especially, I thought. Yeah. Shiny. There's fighting, there's monkey rider kicks. And, and uh, also the uh, the rat ball special. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that, was, that was kind of a cool combo move. Rhinox using a tree as a bat is awesome. <laughs> to work yes. Well. That's <laughs> always awesome. And also Optimus Primal pulling off some pro-wrestling moves on uh, Megatron. Uh, oh, yeah. Optimus good. Primal picked up Andre the Megatron in the middle of the Pontiac Silverdome <laughs> and body slammed him in front of all the Primomaniacs, brother. 
just don't start talking about uh, those uh, 28-inch pythons. We're going to get to that in the next episode. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh. Yeah, so now the Predacons are overloading, they run away, and everything's back to normal. Or maybe even better. Maybe. <gasps> maybe we uh. Yeah, it ends with Primal beating his chest and doing a monkey roar. Like the toy. <laughs> in robot mode. Oh. I think the toy does that in robot mode. It does? There's there's like a little switch on the back. You can go from the chest beating or the uh, the weird spinny forearms. Okay. I mean, it doesn't quite work as well in beast mode because he's got the thicker chest with the, the chest plate on it. So he just kind of, you know, taps on his chest. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so that is Call the Wild. And it's... It's okay. Yeah. It's, it's an episode. It it's is more interesting than I remember it being. There's some fun bits. Yeah, it, it's... The concept is dumb. The execution's okay. Yeah. And I, does the does the whole integration, the robot-beast integration, does that ever really come up again until Beast Machines? Honestly, it never really felt like it wasn't there before. Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, everyone's making the- animal noises. Yeah, it's it's like addressing a thing. It's like addressing a thing that was never a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Trap was eating garbage before. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's gray apples. Yeah. If if this episode had come way earlier in the series, it didn't make more sense. But like 19 episodes in, it's this is a problem now. Yeah. And it doesn't seem to be a difference later because it's not like the Predacons do it. So whatever. The whole thing feels like they started on it for episode five yeah. and then shelved it. Yeah. And that may be why some of the newer characters, well, I mean, Eraser does end up playing a significant part, but it's a part that yeah. Cheetor could have played. And t- you kind of need Tigertron, though. Yeah. It doesn't work yeah. with that Tigertron. And- so I guess Tigertron could have been Rhinos. Maybe this had something to do with the uh, cancellation of A Greater Ape. It was a yeah. uh, an episode that was, I believe, written. Uh, That's and it was great. About, I thought of that, too, and yeah. then forgot to mention it until just now. Yes, yeah, so it, there was an episode written uh, in which Optimus Prime would get conked over the head, and much like an episode of the Flintstones, would believe that he was a real gorilla and start living with a bunch of gorillas, and even yes. having a romance with a lady gorilla. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then at yes. the end, he gets his memory back, and all the gorillas are freaked out because he's actually, you know, a weird robot. Uh, and so I'm yeah. wondering when that got cancelled, they need something to fill in that space. So I mean, yeah, it, maybe it they does pull the script back like out of the slush pile. This episode or the next episode. Maybe they come up with this. Filler. Yeah. Or the next episode. Yeah. yeah. This one does have sort of a world building y feel to it. Like there's stuff that they wanted to establish. So this episode exists. And mm-hmm. maybe they had wanted to establish it with that other episode. And then they were like, no, that's dumb. <laughs> and then later they were like, well, this is moderately less dumb. So we'll do it in this episode. And honestly, the whole Firstly, explanation they of Beast didn't Mode... do it because it took... Go ahead. Oh, I just thought the explanation of the whole Beast Mode personality thing might be more interesting with the Predacons. Yeah. And we get that with Inferno. Yeah, that's true. He was totally subsumed by his Beast Mode instincts. But, you know, most of the others are totally... You know, they're, they're, you know, a bunch of arthropods and reptiles and yeah. stuff. Yeah, th- this, well, we would have lost out Megatron Big Game Hunter, but it would have been a more interesting episode if this had happened to the Predacons. And then mm-hmm. they have to find out, like, what the hell did the, the Maximals do? Yes. What did they do when this happened to them? 
Yeah, no, we need we need a Predacon who's super zen and chill about everything. Okay. Unfortunately, we have tarantulas. <laughs> he's just laughing at everybody, <laughs> and then goes off to. He's really he. It wouldn't change him at all. No, oh no, my yeah. my instincts are making me uncontrollably, uh, you know, eat other creatures and sexually harass my subordinates. <laughs> yes, it's my it's my beast instincts. That's definitely what's doing it. Well, yep. yeah, that, that could have been an interesting dynamic where, like, Megatron has to go to the spiders to figure out what the hell did you guys do? Yes. I, I've been eating lawyers really? off toilets for, for for a week now. What am I going to do? <laughs> or, well, no, actually... Black Rackney like, would really be in the worst shape in that situation because she'd still want to kill Tarantulas, but she'd have the urge to sleep with him first, and that would just be horrible. Uh, well, no, that's the thing. I, I'd figure, like, the spiders, they have their spider holes, so they might have gotten over that already. But everybody else has a problem with it because they're not spiders. Oh, hmm. actually, it did kind of make sense if, like, Megatron was trying to eat everybody else. <laughs> and then, like, they have to go begging, please, spiders, how do we fix this? Megatron's going to eat us. Oh, that would be a great episode. Yeah. Yeah. But instead we got this, oh, well, not. Yeah. It's okay. It's, it's not, you know. It's not, it's, it's not a really bad episode, but. It's it's mid season. We gotta fill twenty six episodes. Yeah, it's it's skippable except it's got good lines hiding in here. Yeah. So you know, I think right, but hunting from airborne and get get some literary references. Yep. But uh, anyway, since uh, since I think this is a bit of a short, this is going to end up being a bit of a shorter episode since there's not a ton of stuff in Caldwell to talk about. I thought we could talk about uh, this week's. Beast-tastic Windblade number six. Oh my yes. god, beasties. <gasps> oh, beasties. Beasties galore. Yeah, this is uh, written by Margaret Scott so with good. art by Corin <laughs> Howell. And uh, anyway, the, the ongoing plot in Windblade is that, uh, you know, she's going to uh, various Transformers uh, colony worlds that have each developed in uh, various interesting ways, and a lot of them are based on previous concepts from Transformers. Yes. So a couple issues ago, we were in... Uh, Velocitron, which is from the Cybertron cartoon, and it's the planet where everybody is super about racing. Yes. Yeah, which it was in Cybertron. It was kind of underused. It wasn't used well. It was used no. better in last well, because the comic. they had they're supposed to have these crazy races. Oh, yeah. and it's just we're racing through the featureless desert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it should have been like Speed Racer, but it was way more boring. Yeah, you know, giant Hot Wheels tracks. Yeah, fun stuff. But no, it was underused, but it, it was okay in the last issue of the comic. In this issue, they go to a... What, what's the planet called? Eucharist. Eucharist. Oh. I believe it's based, af, it's based on uh, eukaryotes, which is uh, basically all animal life. Uh, ah, okay. Anyway, so it has I, a really good start in that the first panel is already shipping Air Razor and Tigatron. Yes! Yep. My ship! My precious ship! <laughs> I mean, there's like an element of teasing with a ship. This is just right up. Oh yeah, these two are like a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that says a lot about just where Transformers stories are at this point. Because I think that they were reluctant to do that sort of thing a lot with shows that were considered to be for, you know, eight to 12 year old boys. Yeah. And now that they know that they have a much broader audience, then they're more happy to just jump right in there. Yeah, so they are off to see the Fate Weaver, and the Fate Weaver is Black Arachnia. 
Mm-hmm. Hey, looking very animated, Black Rose. Yes, it's her yeah. animated design, which is fine. It's a good design. Yeah, it is. It is a very well, good design. Well, the rest of them the animated are... looks already kind of an evolution of the Beast Machines design, which was an evolution of the Transmetal Two design. So mm-hmm. yeah, and the it designs in here are sort of Transmetal anyway, ish. They're more metallic. Yeah, they seem to have the organic bits. Yeah, they're they're metal with very animalistic features. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, they, they tell about the combiners they've seen and the, the fate weaver decrees that it's time for the four tribes to gather. Uh, yeah. And we get uh, the four tribes. We got the, was it the fur walkers, who are, I guess, the land mammals. That's, uh, they're led by Cheetor, which, bad idea, land mammals. <laughs> well, <laughs> on, yeah. There in the timeline that it is Cheetor. Yeah, we got the, we got the scale walkers, led by Dinobot. Yeah, who is yeah. super Beast Wars Dinobody in this? Very. Oh, yeah. You can crawl all the time. Just got McNeil oozing out of him. Oh, that, that yes. was the best thing about this issue is like pretty much everybody, I could hear their voices in my head, except for the, the next two. One. Yeah, we got the Wave Walkers, uh, led by McDonald's uh, toy Manta Ray, who is a lady. Oh. Yep. Okay. And the Cloud Walkers, who are, I guess, just everything that can fly, uh, led by Sonar, also a lady. I I deeply appreciated that there was just this uh the the use of a happy meal toy. Yes. Oh yeah. I got a problem with that breakdown though, considering so many of the Beast Wars toys were insects and arachnids. Where's their tribe? I guess they're the uh they're the cloud walkers. Yeah. If they can fly. Mm, yeah. But yeah, I'm not yeah. sure where the like ter- like where would Scorpionock be? Yeah. Scale walker. Skip, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll take it. It would have been nice to see Scorp knock there just chittering his claws in the back. Yes. Uh, but yeah, it's a nice cross-section of the characters. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, also, uh, series regular Rat Trap shows up, and Dinobot yes. calls him Vermin, and it's delightful. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. It's so delightful. It is, despite this being a, a pretty different take on, you know, the location, which it kind of has to be, it's... There's a lot of real good stuff to it. Also, I deeply appreciate that when Dinobot snarls in Airazor's face, her feathers go poof, and it's actually written poof. <laughs> yeah. Her head feathers go poof. Hey, yeah, so so when, when, yeah, Windblade is excited because, oh, hey, she's got this planet, so now she's got one on her side, and she's going to have an advantage over... Well, she's she's signed Velocitron sort of at her side, and... Starscream's on the other side, but he unfortunately has uh, signed, what is this? Uh, Division. <gasps> yes! Planet, Planet of the, of the Twins. The land of adorable sibling Transformers. Yeah, little, little well, the, the G1 Micromaster Combiners and Micromaster Combiners. I love siblings and Transformers so yeah. much. So but good. In the, uh, in the panel of uh, Division, I believe we also see uh, Jetstorm and... Uh, Oh, what was the other guy? Jetfire and Jetfire. Jetstorm and Jetfire from Animated. And what appeared to be Skids and Mudflap from yeah. Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. This is the planet of adorable siblings. <laughs> the planet yes. of adorable robot siblings, and it makes me so happy, because I love adorable robot siblings. The That's panel a- of the two delegates, one sitting on the other's shoulder to sign something. <laughs> is just, oh, that is, yeah. that is the best. Fun. So good. They're so good and they're so small. And they're so siblings. Okay, I'm done. I just, that's like one of my things is Transformer siblings. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, Rat Trap's got some inside information on uh, on Eucharist for Windblade. And I wonder, are they hinting that that's where he's from? Um, 
No. I think it's because he had gone through by himself earlier. Okay, because yeah, I mean, he, he, he is a, also a rat, so I'm yeah, wondering if maybe rat. he's like a displaced eukaryon. Could be, because, well, oh, I forget when he first showed up, he said something about, he had his own ship somehow. Right, so that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, maybe. It's possible. Go ahead. I do think what that referred to specifically was, you know, him going through ahead of time because Starscream had sent him through to scout, but I think... Starscream just... No, like, I think he, he was on his own, because Rattrap's been working more on his own lately. Right, and, and here he gives yeah. information to Windblade instead of Starscream. Yeah, I, I sort of assumed that he went for Starscream because, of course he would, but, but no, I think you're right. I think he did decide to just go on his own, and he decided that Windblade was the one he wanted to give the information to. Yeah, because the current IDW Rattrap is a little bit different than the cartoon Rattrap. He's... He, he's early rat trap who's out for himself. Yes. Yeah. yeah it's, it's interesting. He's been close to Starscream just long enough that Starscream doesn't consider him a threat, and now he's starting to make moves, and I'm really excited to see where they take him. Yes. So he, but they, he did seem surprised at least. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think he was expecting it to be them. Alright, so yeah, Windblade comes to, uh, Eucharis and, uh, meets up with, uh, you know, Tigatron Air Razor, who we note here are outcasts from their tribes because they, I guess, love is forbidden between the tribes. They're they're yeah. interracial, man. It's not yeah. right. I guess to she them. Can fly. He's a he's terrestrial. It, it cannot be. R- Romeo and Julie Wing. <laughs> they're my favorite ship, guys. R- Romeo and Julie Egg. <laughs> All right, comics over. We're done. Yeah, <laughs> we're done. Show's over. It's, it's a fun issue, and it, and it has Beast Wars thing. It ends on well, that's just Prime, so yes. And also, they fight a giant yeah. bird at one point. Yeah. Um, yes. Despite the setting yeah. being significantly different than the you know what's what's actually going on in the planet, of course they aren't after. Megatron who's stolen a golden disc or anything, but the characters are all right on point. And, and the, the expressiveness yeah. of the art reminds me of Mainframe. Yes. The the art, you know, I I was sort of iffy about having such a cartoony style on one of the main IDW books rather than yeah. one of the cartoon tie-ins, but yeah. I think it's really worked out. Yeah, if you're going to put it on any, good. you want to put it on a window. And I think it helps when you're, you know, we're being introduced to all these new characters and concepts if they're not super detailed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you, you so, put too much robot detail, and the fact that they're from different toy lines stands glaring out here. It doesn't. Yeah. They're all cute. They're cartoonish. They they actually look like yeah. they could be animated by hand. Mm-hmm. They're so and so yeah, I'm I'm willing to say, is this the best Beast Wars comic we've ever had? Yes. Easily. Yeah. I mean, I, would. I haven't read any of the old BotCon ones from the 90s. Well, those are I'm assuming this is better. The BotCon yeah. ones were pretty good, but they were, I don't know. Different. They didn't sure. really stand out, and by the time they got to the Omega Point stuff, that was, that was really pre-universe more than it was Beast Wars. It just happened to have Beast Wars characters. It was Simon Furman doing crazy multiverse stuff that happened to have some Beast Wars characters. Yeah, so this this is kind of similar in that, well, it's not multiverse, it's multi-planet, but they feel like Beast Wars characters. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, Dinobot else. isn't, you know, he's not an ex-Predacon or anything, but he feels like Dinobot. Tigatron and Airazor feel like Tigatron and Airazor. Yeah. Rat Trap's the only different one, but we've already had Rat Trap for dozens of issues. Of and he's things. still pretty Rat Trappy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's just he's, different. He's early jerk Rat Trap, but he's still Rat Trappy. Yeah. So yeah, uh, you know, you're watching Beast Wars Season 1, maybe, you know, you don't have to watch Call of the Wild, but definitely pick up Transformers Windblade number 6. Yeah, yeah it's pretty good. Yeah. And it looks so, like good probably Air Razor and Tigatron will possibly be staying on as background characters, but it looks like after this they're moving on from Eucharist to yeah. a different storyline. <laughs> yeah, they're going to the, uh, what is it, uh... I don't know if they've named the planet yet, but no. it's the one that Alita One is on. Well, because it, it's not a planet; it's a spaceship. Yes. Yeah, I think it may be just a a still traveling Titan. Mm. Anyway, so until next time, uh, you can uh, find us on Twitter at at Stasis Pod. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at uh, Facebook dot com slash Stasis Pod, and you can find us on Twitter at StasisPod.tumblr.com. And our RSS feed is hosted on iaconunderground.net. If you prefer, you can also find us on iTunes. Uh, we'd greatly appreciate it if you rated and reviewed us there uh, as well. And, of course, we'd love to hear from you if you want to talk about, uh, you know, Beast, Beast Wars comics, that time you got stuck in your beast mode, anything, really, that time that Predacon stole your ice cream maker. I hate it when they hunting from an airship with automatic weapons. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so feel free to write us at at uh, stasispodcast at gmail dot com, and uh, we'll uh, we'll read your letter online. We'll crack open the old Maxa mailbag. We will. Should we talk about yep. comics more often? Yes. Do you want us to read those uh, those uh, IDW Beast Wars comics? Oh. No, you don't. I'm. Oh, probably not. <laughs> I've got the Beast Wars stuff around here. Don't make us read we, them. We yeah, we'd really rather not. If you, if you want to, if you want us to start a Patreon and set that up as a goal, we'll, we will. Yeah, yeah. If you don't want yeah, to, you, we will. If it's Patreon, we will yeah, pay us money, then we will do so. Yeah, that stretch goal is like a Scrooge McDuck vault of money, though. Yeah. <laughs> ah, oh, yeah. yeah. Wasn't there a Dreamwave? Uh, it could be, could be The Gathering. Yes. Yes, there was. Uh, there it was no, worse. No, no, no. There was a Dreamwave Beast Wars, uh, like, they did like an anthology book, which had a bunch of stuff that's going to spin off into future books. Uh, and one of them was a Beast Wars one, and then it got canceled. And then Dreamwave went bankrupt. Dreamwave got canceled. Yeah. All right. So, so please join us next time when we embark on a dark voyage. Until then, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. Do kittens swarm? I'm David.
one of them was Beast Wars one, and then it got can and then Dreamwave went bankrupt. Dreamwave got cancelled. I kept calling I kept calling it Dreamworks, which is not bankrupt and <laughs> I mean I'm pretty sure Steven Spielberg did not spend everybody's money on a Porsche. Yeah. And he's probably also never set fire to a hill. Probably, but yeah, you never know. Some movies people might have watched, yes. Actually, no. I guess I. Uh, there's definitely a hill on fire in that War of the Worlds movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure his name isn't spelled in quote unquote Japanese by typing in a katakana font, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So 